Kayfabe Comparisons Podcast. Once again, it's your boy Wex Breaking the Loss and coming to you with the patron saint of the rock block. I'm still going to call you that, even though uh, the, it's, it's in some bullshit. You, you got the hat on. We're still going to call it <laughs> Mr. Jesse Baker. Just me and him in this piece today. Daniel is out with some family business. How you doing today, Jesse? Man, I'm doing all right. Just uh, hanging out out here in the country and just reveling in all of the craziness that's going on in this nutty thing we like called professional wrestling. Man, I can't I, I can't complain about anything really. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's been a wild, wild week. Yeah, definitely. Only 19 days into 2023, and it's been almost just as newsworthy as the bulk of 2022. It's been crazy. Everything just keeps getting crazier and crazier and then like just shocking bullshit and shit that shouldn't have happened. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and lead into that. The man, like the man, fucking Jay Briscoe of the Briscoes, current ROH World Tag Team Champion, multiple time a uh, Ring of Honor World Champion, tragically passed away in a car accident. I mean, I had the privilege of meeting him once or twice. Uh, I'm obviously not going to be one of those people that claims to know him or anything because I didn't, but um, he, he was never anything but nice to me when I met him. Uh, most everybody's saying the same stuff. I know there was some controversy about some tweets, things like that, but uh, I, probably the first thing we should say, there is a campaign for the family. The daughters were also injured and I think mm-hmm. currently still hospitalized, and a lot of wrestlers have made a lot of donations, but – if you want to go to givesendgo.com slash pew life, P U G H or pew love, sorry, P U G H L O V E, uh, real name Jamin Pew. And man, what a, it's a tragedy. I mean, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's fucking like crazy because, dude, I've seen the Briscoes wrestle live at probably like three to four times, like for Ring of Honor in Nashville and the and then of course the Crockett Cup. Everybody, you know, no one can forget that. And like those dudes were like the first, like I want to say, like one of the first, like few independent tag teams. Like when I started branching outside of WWE, that I was like, holy fuck! Like how the fuck have I never heard of these dudes? Yeah, and I mean, it's always much more tragic when you know that somebody was a really good family man as well. And no, yeah, literally, like sometimes people die. You'll have a few people talk shit, but this is like one of those instances, like. I'm trying to think of compared to somebody else. Like nobody has anything, nothing but good to say about this man. I haven't heard any disparaging comments besides, oh yeah, he made some homophobic tweets like ten years ago. That apparently his close friends, uh, including uh, Ian Riccoboni, Ring of Honor announcer, like he he's grown a lot over the past ten years. He's not, I mean, he's not a bad guy. That's all I'm saying. And I, I fully believe in giving everybody the opportunity to change. And exactly. so it's, you know, one of those things, again, I, it, it's just, it seems more sad than it is anything else. It's unfortunate it's, to hear that Warner media wouldn't allow Tony Khan to make the AEW show a proper tribute show. It's cool that the wrestlers did in their own way, but, um, man, it, it, it just seems like it would have made a whole lot more sense to be able to properly honor that. But that just, fuels much more speculation about everything else going on yeah and like warner media like straight up like they're go- they're not gonna like let you do a proper tribute show to jay briscoe but then afterwards dynamite you're gonna have slap fights promoted by dana white who slapped the shit out of his own wife like 
clearly on camera. And these dudes are just giving each other CTE straight up. It's like, it's not fun to watch. Like slap fighting is like YouTube Instagram clip. Like, yeah, it's not a fucking whole show just to see dudes just basically get brain damage. I, like, I was straight out. the fuck up. I was it's, like, it's it, horrible. I was in public uh, at, at a bar for the first time in quite a while. And it just happened to come on and the TV stayed on it. And like, I kind of couldn't believe what I was watching. It, it seeing Dana White as a part of that. It's like his lower third says power slap bounder. It just doesn't seem like it really looks great. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I found a power slap and I power slapped the shit out of my wife. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's just more and more, in my opinion, it's more and more to be said about where things are eventually probably going to end up. And again, it's all speculation. I ain't in the business. I'm not fucking pretending to be, but it's just <coughs> it, it's kind and of I that like people trying to give Tony Khan shit like, oh, he didn't run a tribute show. That's that's way out of his fucking hands. He did he literally doing? the best the the best he could. And immediately after Dynamite aired, they filmed a one hour tribute show that's going to be on uh, Honor Club and on YouTube for free. That a bunch of wrestlers like flew out and really wanted to do. Like he did everything in his fucking power. Like you can't fault that man. Interestingly enough, a lot of people were complaining about that and and saying that you know he's trying to take advantage of the situation. It's, it's, I, he's releasing it for free. How is it taking advantage? Like I just vehemently disagree. I just don't think that uh, I, there's not really a lot for them to stand to gain from doing that. I mean, obviously not monetarily or anything like that. And I don't think that it's. People are arguing that it's just exposure for a brand and yada, 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 but I don't agree with Dude, that. No, it's fucking not. Ring of Honor fans or hardcore fans regardless, they're, they're not looking to gain new Ring of Honor fans doing a tribute to someone who just died. Like Exactly. That's bullshit. Like, Tony clearly, like, knew him, like, knew his family and shit. Like, he's – even before he signed him, I'm sure he's been watching his whole fucking career. It's not like – like, come on now. People just need to – and it's really just like those hardcore WWE anti AEW fans of that tribalism bullshit. Like, I think there's an element bullshit. to that, and with the rest of the controversy that's going on, just in general, I think that lends to it too. But at the end of the day, if anything, I believe that it's exposure for things like the fund and people to be able to help the family out during a very tremendously difficult time. And I mean, luckily, people like Kevin Owens and Nick Jackson have contributed just crazy amounts of money but it, it's like no amount of money is ever going to help them heal yeah. from this. you know no, what i mean no, that's no amount of money is ever going to bring them back or do like try to revert any of this it's just it's it's really cool to see though that like his friends like who helped him come up with the business who are now millionaires and they have the means to do that that they're doing it i agree they don't have to they they don't have to do that shit at the end of the day, you know, it's all, I think, about trying to focus on positivity, and it's very positive that those people made those choices. I think it's positive for people to head to the website. Once again, it's givesendgo.com slash pughlove, P-U-G-H-L-O-V-E. If you're inclined and capable, I would suggest contributing because I'm sure that they're all very devastated at the moment. Yeah, and classy move for, from Triple H and Shawn Michaels. They even made a mention of it on commentary on NXT. And they actually had a – the New Day versus Pretty Deadly. They were going to have a funeral for their tag team title shot, mm-hmm. and they just canceled that segment altogether because of what happened. Like, acknowledge it on commentary, which 
that I feel like just because Vince is there, it, it would go down the main roster because we have SmackDown coming up on Friday. I guarantee they get they give no mention of Jay Briscoe on SmackDown. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I I think at this point in time that they probably well, won't maybe up. maybe somebody on commentary might say something, but they're not going to like do anything official. Like I just yeah, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, probably not terribly official, but I I believe it'll get mentioned hopefully, and you know rightfully so. I mean, I just hope that yeah. at the end of the day, I just hope the family has the ability to heal and can recover from what is very truly a devastating loss. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess while we're talking about it, you know, it it's it is interesting to note. Allegedly, AEW set a ratings record. Uh, they had their highest ratings. As we're recording this, this is Thursday. It will air on Friday. But on Wednesday night, they set a ratings record of like 969,000 since October 26th. And that's going up against NBA games and shit. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, it's a bunch. And I, I think it makes sense for them. Uh, and, I mean, again, I'm glad that there's certain exposure to certain things. But also, like, it was a good show. Oh, it was a fantastic Dynamite like, lots of good wrestling. Like, there wasn't really a bad match on the show. Like, Danielson, every fucking week, has been killing it against yep. every opponent. His match versus Bandito was fucking amazing. Man, that frog... I, I, I messaged you guys about it instantly. I popped for that frog splash. Like, lordy. That was, a, that was a fun time. And somehow, every week, by winning, he's still making all these wrestlers look fucking fantastic. Like, they don't come out looking shitty from losing to the American Dragon on fucking TV. Like, it just boosts them. And I mean, you guys called it before, but you know, Takeshita is being positioned now as kind of a leading figure for that company. They're they clearly intend to push the shit out of him. I didn't think that was going to happen, but I think that now, I mean, they made it pretty clear that that's what they want to do. Well, I think it's a good move, so they need to continue doing that. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred and ten percent agreed. I guess like. Meat and potatoes stuff, man. I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on and stuff that you and I off air discovered or discussed not mentioning just because some of it is minutia. But I mean, WWE, though. Yeah. Like, right now, there's so fucking much going on with WWE. It's Where do we even start? Like, literally, where do we even start with this shit? I, you know, one of the first things that I saw today, and, and the article could have come out before today, but I, I saw it this morning, but the settlement with Rita Chatterton, which is an undisclosed amount, and they're insisting that it was just so legal fees could be avoided and not an admission of guilt, but that's a big move, given everything that's going on. Yeah, I saw that shit, too, and then I saw an interview with Nick Khan about it, and he's just like, you know, it's just another hurdle we have to overcome, another obstacle we have to get over. There were a lot of things that were accepted uh, a long time ago that aren't accepted today. I'm like, right. I don't think sexual assault has ever been accepted, but people just didn't know or pay attention or want to. And I mean, I think the job scared thing has to be a factor. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy because like I just think they're just trying to they want to because clearly like I know in business world, it doesn't look like your admission of guilt by paying them off. But to the average fucking person, the fan, the people that know Vince McMahon, the people that have watched his bullshit over the years, you did it. You fucking did it. Man, it's uh, I feel I feel torn about being accusatory because I don't fucking know what's going on. 
All I'm saying is he did it. He clearly did it to all these other people, and she was just the first person that ever came out. And they're like, "Oh, you're crazy!" But come on now, we know about the cream team. We know about all that fucked up shit they did back in the day. So yeah, I would it, not put it past them. I wouldn't either. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past anybody at that point in time. And if you look at everybody else that they're in league with, it just it's it, it's not something that is beyond belief. It's just in the immortal words of the British Bulldog, I wasn't even there. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, like I, I don't want to speculate on it. It does make sense from a financial perspective if the settlement was to avoid legal fees. I get that, and especially again, given everything that's going on, like hey, they want it out of the water. You know, all I'm saying is look up on YouTube Barry Orton, Randy Orton's brother, on Phil Donahue. Look up some of that shit. Look up just Phil Donahue, Vince McMahon, anything with Vince McMahon on Phil Donahue. Yeah. That's some damning shit, and it all make it all just makes sense watching like that, thinking of what happened today. Like it all it all tracks out. But again, you know, here we come into Royal Rumble season. Here we come into WrestleMania season. Here we come into all the rest of this. And again, they're saying things about rights fees not expiring until October of 2024, which is accurate. But they admittedly. Most high-level executives in the company admit that the minute that they set those rights fee deals, they're already having negotiations. So this started happening a long time ago. Yeah, and we've already heard from Fox that they're not happy with the ratings. So, yeah, it, it's a it's a strange thing. Uh, I, I saw some speculation earlier today about the Endeavor thing, which again, that's still my bet. I still think that that's what's going to end up happening. But I'm saying that or Saudi. That's going to be that's going to be one of them. I don't know about the Saudi thing only because, again, I just – it'd be easy for them to do, but I sort of feel the same way about that as I do about the cons when it comes to actually buying the company. I think that really what it comes down to since obviously we're at a point now where you know Vince just had another meeting with the board that basically said I don't have to ask for anybody's approval for jack shit. Yes, which is – it was like through some SEC filings, they were like, yep, you can do whatever you want. And those lawsuits, by the way, aren't going to amount to shit. Like, it's just not something that's going to happen. There was another one that I read about today that was from, like, the Detroit Fire and Police Retirement Program. Yep, and I heard about that one. Another breach of fiduciary duty thing, but I, it, it's not – they're going to have to change those things to Connecticut. So it's not going to work. Like – Stanford uh, fucking Connecticut. It's very, very odd. But and they said that Vince is now back in office, already actively calling people, telling them they're fucking up and to do other stuff. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna fucking come in at number thirty in the Royal Rumble. Bold prediction, but I don't disagree. And how about not thirty, but Vince McMahon will be in the Rumble. Let's call it right here. So we touched earlier uh, in previous episodes about the speculation on Cody and why they chose to announce that and all that stuff in advance. And now they've said today that a large part of the reason that they announced it was they were very happy with the quote unquote surprises that they already have planned. So they didn't feel like they needed to keep that in the hopper, so to speak. So it's like, I don't know, man. I mean, there's Vince, there's, Rumors that Logan Paul's injury was underplayed there. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me that we're probably going to wind up seeing a lot of people that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, I think we're going to see Matt Cardona. 
or Zack Ryder. He's going to show up. I think we're going to see Stone Cold. He's been posting crazy training videos, and like it only makes sense to him to show up to set up a feud with somebody for WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, WWE just posted brand new The Rock merch on the website. So I'm thinking he's still going to show up on Raw this coming up week because it's the 30th anniversary, and they mentioned every generation of the bloodline is going to be present. That's why I don't believe it's going to happen. Because I like to me, I think that that part of it, I think, is a work. Okay, maybe it'll just be like Rikishi and one of the Wild Samoans, and uh, I don't know uh, who else is left. There are lots of people that could show up. I just don't, you know. I mean, shit. Maybe Nia Jax is in the women's rumble for all we know. Who knows? Like, if <laughs> Nitro. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get something. Maybe we get a, an NJP dub guy. Could be, but now the way that they're focusing on stuff, I don't know if that's the route they're going to go. Like, I think that Vince has the power to ask for favors for people to show back up, much more so than probably anybody else does. And I think they're probably going to focus on all those things. That, that just seems likely to me. I don't know. Vince is going to be there. I'm calling it though. Vince in some capacity. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, it's also interesting that Matt Cardona applied for the Zack Ryder trademark. Yeah. I think that that is, it's not a clear cut sign, but it's a pretty good indicator. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, and he posted today, uh, a repost of the, the music video he did Hosky. Oh yeah. Which is, <sighs> A total jewel of a video, by the way, for anybody who hasn't actually taken the time to watch it. But he may oh, yeah, it's fucking great. It's classic. He's not an unintelligent guy. He might. I mean, he he's probably just also fueling speculation. But it's just one of those things that I don't know, man. I really at this point, nothing would surprise me. Yeah, it's. I don't think I can be surprised anymore at this point in wrestling. Like shit, just keeps like. We've seen the craziest shit in the past year and year and a half. I think everybody is finally coming out of what happened for a couple of years that almost killed very many aspects of the business. And now everyone's just hyped to stuff. And we've seen some tragedies as well. And I think that's changing a lot of people's opinions on things. But like, I don't know, man. I mean, you see everybody resigning left and right from WWE. Oh, yeah. that That's so telling, though, because – these long-time employees that, like, very highly touted by people in journalism, people from other companies, like, in the media, and they're just leaving after, like, 25 years and 20 years? I, it's a lot, man. I, like, that's a big leap for anybody. It's a huge leap. And there's – again, there's just stuff going on that we don't know about. I, I think I, we're seeing the turning of the tides. Things are changing. In yeah. the next year or two – and when things flush out completely, because I feel like all this shit is just kind of like a crazy, like slow burn process, like things are going to be different. Yeah. And I know that we're, you know, our show is a small podcast, relatively speaking to everybody else's. But even Bischoff touched on the private stake of Vince McMahon playing a role in how things could be taken back private. They stand to be in an advantage if they just negotiate meteorite stuff, but I mean, I really do fully believe that the intent is to figure out fiduciary partners to take it private. 
Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen, just so Vince can do whatever the fuck he wants to do again. Yep. And I, like, it just sucks because ever since he left, Triple H has been pushing things in the right direction. I just have a feeling, before we know it, Vinnie Mac's going to be back in control officially with everything. And going to just, because think about it, as soon as Triple, like we talked about last week, as soon as Triple H left, he undid everything that he did. Right. Now Triple H brought it all back. His wife just resigned. I just have a feeling it's all going to be gone again. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, again, I think letting it play out is crucial, but it doesn't seem bright. I do think that whatever's going to benefit – Nick Khan said it best. Whatever's going to benefit not only shareholders if they decide to keep it public, but also is going to benefit Vince the most is what's going to happen. So I don't know. But they can't be displeased with the ratings. They can't yeah. be just, you know, I mean, it, like, well, SmackDown is not so happy with their ratings, but USA is still cool. Right. But I, I just don't think WWE can be displeased with how things have changed because SmackDown's ratings have severely increased in the interim while Triple H was gone as well, or while he was there, rather. So it's, I don't know, man. Again, it's just speculation. I'm, you know, to a degree talking out the side of my mouth, but I do believe that, I do think Endeavor is, probably where they're going to go with it. And I do think that it's going to go private once they do. All right. Well, since we've been talking Royal Rumble, let's get into a little uh, WrestleMania speculation. What do you think he's going to do with Roman Reigns? Do you think he's going to drop one of the titles, both of the titles, or just keep them and keep going? They just keep talking about how many records he's set. So it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, man, fuck, they probably are just going to keep them on him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't love that, but it really wouldn't surprise me. I mean, unless they keep going with the Sami Zayn stuff, and that's really the only thing that I see that's possible. That's the only thing. Sami Zayn or The Rock. Those are the only two people that can take the belt at this point. I guess so, but I still don't even – again, I don't, I, I don't see them putting it on The Rock. Why would he need it? He doesn't need it, but having, having Roman maybe lose it and then – gain it back from the rock that'll just cement his legacy maybe i mean it makes sense i well it especially makes sense if you think about that they're trying to grow their you know quote unquote big four and they're probably trying to get SummerSlam back to where it used to be so it would make sense to do that build a program and then get rock in there for SummerSlam and have like just a huge main event for a pay-per-view that a lot of people largely don't care about anymore yeah, and uh, the fact that – you know how like he has both belts and the Usos have both belts. They finally uh, – I think it's next week. They have to defend the Raw Tag Team Championships and not both of them, which I think that may be a sign of things to come, like maybe splitting those back off instead of them both having all the belts because I kind of like – it's cool for the storyline, but it kind of hinders the pushes of whole divisions and lots of wrestlers because what's there to fight for? Right. Like, it just doesn't make much sense, but I could see Cody winning a belt and then the Rocker, whoever, winning the other belt. I mean, they can do whatever they want to do at this point. It's fucking sold out. Like, they don't have to draw eyes, really. You know, and I know that for investors, if they are trying to, you know, quote unquote, get a sale done or whatever, that they're probably going to want to do more than what we're speculating. But at the same time, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Like, I think that Cody is a logical point, but 
I mean, with everybody returning and people making their presence known, it's kind of hard to say. Hey, I mean, we got lots of stuff. I mean, we were talking about last week, and there's no one really in NXT that seems like that's worthy of bringing up. But they just signed Dragon Lee, and like, what? I know Hardy's going to go to NXT, but he should be a straight fucking main roster push, like straight to the fucking shits, because I've been watching that motherfucker for years, literally. Again, I can't disagree with Daniel. Like, NXT in general should be changed into a different program. But I don't know how quickly they're going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's... it's, That part's all very strange. I mean... I mean, I can see maybe just because NXT has no star power, just making Dragon Lee be the guy. I guess, but I mean, that's only if they bring everybody else up. They need to... I mean... They either need to change it, like you said, or make NXT like it used to be. Like, have, like, three to four, like, awesome, you know, like, veteran badass guys with the young guys. Kind of that mix, but they don't really have that anymore. Well, I mean, they have Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. <laughs> I'd rather have Heath Slater than Jinder Mahal. I would, too. But it's just, you know, I mean, clearly that's what they're doing. And there's – they brought Dolph in. They brought the New Day in. Xavier Woods apparently is like back on the table now, but for how long? Really? You know, I don't like he gets injured a lot. He's one of my favorite wrestlers ever, but he gets injured quite often. Yeah. So it would be hard to bet on that. The Tennessee Titans or something. (laughs) I guess so. I don't watch football, so I have no idea. It's like he has the same strength and conditioning trainer as the Titans do. But yeah, I mean, and then you see other stuff like, uh, did you read about Devon? Devon, yeah, he resigned today, actually, yes, from WWE, which is another fucking telltale sign. Things are not moving in the right direction over there. And we've been talking about, like, we talked about, like, you know, six months ago, a year ago, how they were, all the cuts were like, oh, yeah, they're trimming the fat. They're looking to sell the company. And I feel like we're going to go headed right back in that direction. Like you said, monumental cuts are coming. Oh, yeah. I mean, directly after WrestleMania, a whole bunch of people are getting cut. The, you know, uh, allegedly with Devon's situation, he was blocked from appearing at an ECW tribute show. The initial block was made by Bruce Pritchard, and then when it got taken Triple H, he also told him that he couldn't do it. And nobody knows for a fact that that's part of why he left, but, I mean, it makes a lot of fucking sense. That's fucking whack. He's a backstage, like, producer. Like, why not be able to do a fucking tribute show? Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's the opposite of what the other stuff that we've been talking about that we were excited about. It's the opposite of what they've been doing. Yeah. Like allowing people to perform for other companies, doing other things like that. You're hearing a lot of praise right now. If you watch any of the Twitter stuff or the dirt sheets for Tony Khan, allowing the Jericho Appreciation Society to show up at PWG. Exactly. Like, and I think Triple H was probably spearheading some of that stuff like Noah with um, Nakamura. But I think now that Vince is back in the fold, he's just kind of like. Even though he's not in power, he's still like, motherfuckers, nah, we ain't doing that. Okay, so just brass tacks. Do you believe that Vince is not in power currently? Oh, no, he's fuck. He's running the he's, – he's back in the office at Stanford. He's running the show. Yeah, that, that's what it seems like. I 100% mean, because things are changing. To, all these people wouldn't be suddenly resigning and quitting if he wasn't actually running shit. Yeah. That's certainly the appearance that's being given off. 
And again, that's why I don't think it, Tony Khan has been very smart about just kind of stoking the public ire about the idea of AEW, you know, being involved in sales conversations with WWE and stuff. But let's be honest, like that's his little statement he put out. Like it seemed like legit at first, and he went into straight promoter. He was like, "So you should tune in this week to Dynamite and Rampage in case any announcements are made." Right. Yeah. I mean, it's going into straight promoter mode. Yeah. It's just uh, it, it, it's untrue. But and, uh, speaking of Tony Khan and AEW, just want to kind of mention this. It's funny. So you know, we know he's the owner of the Jacksonville Jags. And they have advanced into the playoffs. And as we know, every single year, WWE always sends the champion of any league a world championship belt. But we should probably be more specific about who spearheaded that. Triple H. Exactly. He's always the, he's the one who's sending them. It's yeah. always Triple H in the picture. So if the Jags somehow make it through two more rounds and then go and win the Super Bowl, does Triple H send him a belt? Again, I don't think so. I don't think that happens. But, I mean, fucking maybe. Who knows? It might just kind of be like a brush it off type move. You know what I mean? But hey, I think it would be hilarious, though, just because – the whole situation, Tony Khan could do a custom belt for the team and they could just, you know, it'd be another opportunity to take a little shot. Could be. I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess whenever uh, the McMahons own any sports franchises, they can send them a belt when they win a championship. Truth. I, I mean, same thing could be said for what happens with the new XFL. Oh, I was literally about to make a joke. I was like, they can send the winner of the XFL championship a belt. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I and like, that just be a funny little dig because it's the XFL. It's totally not outside of the realm of possibility, you know. And as you know, Daniel and me, or specifically Daniel's, is going to be doing a spring football podcast talking about XFL and the USFL. And I'll probably get on there a few times, but like right now, like according to like I'm on Twitter and other shit, like it's promoting all these leagues. The USFL is, I feel like, promoting a lot better than the XFL right now. I think XFL is just waiting, you know, because you're I mean, not. They've had a little bit of promotion, a little bit of steam, but the USFL is like on it. Yeah, I, you're just not seeing a ton of news coming out of the XFL, and I think that it, it seems to me like that's probably on purpose. But then again, The Rock was in Black Adam. Like I said, Black Adam wasn't as bad as everybody explained it, but it wasn't. It was. It wasn't awful. that big blockbuster that he thought it was going to be. It was so bad. I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah. Me I neither. watched it for free on HBO Max. I didn't pay to go see it. Yeah. But I don't know, man. And I mean, obviously, there's also speculation. Lots of people have said it. Like, maybe Dwayne Johnson goes in and buys the fucking – or is the fiduciary partner of the Texas WWE back private. That'd be also insane. It would. I don't see it happening, but it would be nuts. I don't see it just because uh, just the public, you know, the public image with Vince and like public perception. Like you don't want to do that right now. Doesn't seem so. I think he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way after the DC stuff. So I don't think that he's asking for any more pain at the moment. But it's just a, I don't know. It's just such a wacky, wacky situation all the way around. Yeah. I don't the whole know. fact that he that the whole fact that DC is a Warner property and the rock it's just it's crazy. Yeah. Again, there's probably a lot of truth to all these crazy TV or TV deals and somebody is going to own everything at some point in time 
I'm, that sucks. That's a monopoly, and I don't really like that. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be Tony and Chad Khan that do it, though. I think it's going to end up being a cable company. No, no, no. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just think that's whack that like Comcast or whoever can is going to own everything. Yeah. Somebody will eventually. I think the Endeavor thing happens first, but it probably gets renegotiated over time. I, I just don't know how many people. You know when they do what's going to happen in terms of the sale of the company that they're going to want Vince. Like he's going to insist on being in control. He's already made that clear. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, he's not going to return to that. Bullshit. He's already pushing himself to be back in that now. Yeah. Vince will – he wants to be in power until he is fucking not breathing. Yeah, totally. And I mean I can't say I blame the guy for like after building a situation like that. I don't I'm, – I'm not a fan of his at this point after knowing what we know. But at the same time, like he's the one that owns it. You know what I mean? Well – I feel like there's going to be a big shift. A lot of people are just going to, once they realize he's officially back in power, he's going to not fuck with it. There's a whole, there's a whole group that's going to be like hardcore, like, yeah, Vince is back, blah, blah, you know, yada, yada. And like, I just want some good wrestling. Vince back does not equal good wrestling at this point. It's too old. We've, we've been going over this for the past 10 years. Triple H has brought the WWE back to where it's watchable again. And it's just going to all get fucked over. It's just, it's, it sucks. Usually it hasn't, but again, I will say, who fucking knows? Like, I do have that never say never thought process about there's a chance that it, the creative team stays and they continue to make good decisions and the TV is better and all of that fun stuff. It, it seems odd to think that way right now, but. I don't know, man. I mean, I wouldn't – again, I wouldn't put it outside of the realm of possibility. They're, they want to make everything as asset-forward as possible. What's the crazy thing is going to happen. The cons are actually going to buy it. It's going to be changed to all entertainment wrestling, and, Ugh. and it's going to be the Rock versus Kenny Omega at, at Wrestle, Wrestle or Nothing 5. Ugh. No one wants to see that. Like, no, the Rock's gonna rock bottom Kenny Omega off the top rope through five tables. He's gonna no, gross. gross. I don't like it. It's gonna be Eddie Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler in a Connecticut street fight. See that I could see that I wouldn't be upset about. But and it'd be very bloody, like just very fucking gnarly. I'd rather see Eddie Kingston versus The Rock, to be real, but. Hey, Eddie Kingston versus anybody on the WWE roster. Fair enough. That makes sense, hey, too. Imagine Eddie Kingston versus Roman Reigns. I don't care. Eddie Kingston versus Sami Zayn. Eddie, it, well, obviously that would be a banger. Like, Yeah. Or just, how about this, Eddie Kingston versus El Generico. I don't think that'll ever happen again, but also... He's going to return from Tijuana for one last match and then go back. I mean, obviously it would be a banger. I don't see that going down, though. <laughs> I just want to see Sami Zayn, before he retires, do one more run outside of AEW so he can do his fucking sick-ass turnbuckle brainbuster that he never does. Yeah, I do miss that move a lot. Because it's not, it's not really a dangerous move because he can do it the right way. Right. 
just don't put any, don't try to do it to the no big motherfucker that you can't handle. Exactly. I agree with all that. And I mean, you know, it's weird because if, even if you look at the landscape of WWE in terms of like stars, they're kind of thin, kind of thin. They are very thin. Like, I just don't know. Roman Reigns is really the only thing that they have that they're pushing. You know what I mean? I mean, they're yeah. pushing Zayn. They're pushing a lot of other people, but they're pushing the Banger Bros. Uh, Which, uh, speaking of, my uh, boss uh, sometimes drives Uber on the weekend, and he had Sheamus as one of his passengers. See, like I can enjoy Sheamus's work, and I do think Drew has gone out of his way to reinvent himself and stuff. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But at the same time, them as a tag team is pretty fucking boring. Yeah, like it's just not something that. Makes a ton of sense to me. I just, just a bunch of thick accents and uh, meat. Pretty much. I mean, and then like Banger Bros. Let's be honest. Is I get why they went with that name, but man, it's so bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And then I mean, and think about it. Like, what's uh Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland gonna do now? I thought they were like a little faction. I mean, I could give two shits less about Rich Holland. But. He, he's literally just one of those lucky people that slipped into the new NXT that happened to get called up. Like, it's super weird. Like, he's the only – like, think about – isn't he the only main roster new NXT guy? That's probably somewhat accurate. Yeah, because remember, he debuted with, like, fucking – what's his name? Uh, Von Wagner and uh, – uh. Grayson Waller and all those guys. Yeah. I just don't get, like, I don't know. It is what it is. Again, I don't know the guy. I mean, there could be a whole big fat reason why he was put in the position that he was put in that I don't know a damn thing about. You know what I mean? But he was, Remember, it was him and the dude who's in AEW now, Parker Bordreau, who had a, he had a weird name change for a minute, but originally he was Parker Bordreau, and he was, like, in that same position, like, oh, these are the new, like, whatever guys, and... Was like, None of them really panned out. What? Was it like Hannibal or something? Uh, I can't remember. It was some some like a single name, right? You're right. It's like, yeah. They shaved his name or shaved his head and gave him a weird name. I don't know. It was very strange to me. But the I what AEW is doing with him, again, it like kind of a waste of space, really. I mean, <laughs> like the same thing with I, the same thing could be said for how they initially treated a guy like Adam Cole, who at this point hopefully is making a turnaround and yeah. is going to wind up being like a chief face for the company. But it like up to now it hasn't mattered. Hey, well, I think at least Parker Bordeaux, they changed him to Harland. It was just Harland. That's what, yeah. It was just fucking stupid. WWE lives those stupid single names. Like, I don't know what the deal is with that, but. I feel like his position now, even though their whole faction is fucking lame as hell, he'll at least get more, ex- like at least some more experience, and doesn't have to like kind of go with that top role without having the experience there. Yeah. Maybe he can develop into something, but that faction is whack. The affiliate moguls, a mogul affiliates, fucking stupid. I'm just hoping that, I, like, I'm hoping somebody does with Swerve Strickland what they need to do, which is fucking push the shit out of him, like. That dude needs to be a single star. Yeah. It just is what it is. But 
you know, I hit Rose completely irrelevant without him. Oh yeah, dude. I'm sorry. Top dollar is just, he's not that guy. Dude. That's like, I know everybody probably saw the botched, you know, top rope, tope, senton, what the fuck ever. That was just embarrassing. Yeah, that was embarrassing. And he hasn't done anything really since then, or really besides that initial hit row run that is relevant. And I mean, he's just, he's all right. That's the outcome. He's all right. It just seems to me like hit row star power was Swerve. Oh, dude, of course, dude. Dude. Swerve, Scott, Strickland, whatever the fuck it was, Isaiah Scott, which was dumb as fuck. Like, we knew, I knew him as Killshot originally. Right. And, dude, he's too good. He's too fucking good. He's just one of those people who's, he has it. It's like a ricochet, but with the fucking charisma. It speaks to a larger issue when you look at what happened with Evolve and all the people that were coming out of that that we all probably would have figured were going to do really great things over time. And then Darby really is kind of – I mean, Ethan Page is doing all right for himself. Yeah. But for the most part, Darby's kind of – I get Shotzi to a degree, but like Lordy. Let's just yeah. – it's wild. Yeah, Darby's probably the most standout person out of all those dudes. Yeah. And you see he teased a collaboration with Tony Hawk. Oh, yeah. I mean it only makes sense. It does. I think it's cool. I think that's one of those things that, I mean, what an unlikely candidate for a, like a something that AEW could actually count on in terms of somebody to promote as like an at-home, like kind of OG AEW star when it comes to national television anyway, like him and MJF really, I mean, but ultimately that probably is where they're going. Yeah. Hey, I think like him, MJF, Jungle Boy, Ricky Starks, like they all are like those young, like Jungle Boy, I feel like it just, he just keeps getting better. And the whole, I know like now they're branding him as Jungle Boy or Jack Perry and keeping right. like, kind of like that whole Which thing. But I feel like they're going a good direction with that. But MJF, I just don't know who they're going to set to like be the one to dethrone him. Is it going to be one of their homegrown baby faces? I or mean, what? Again, like we've discussed ad nauseum, I think that he doesn't need to be dethroned for a very long time. And there's probably going to be a long-term program with Danielson, and he's probably not going to be one to dethrone him. But once they do, I could see it being Darby. That means they got plenty of history. It'd be a great fucking story. I, I, I could see it being Starks, I guess, but I kind of wonder if Starks doesn't graduate to Hollywood before – the rest of that gets to happen because he's also pretty injury prone as well. Yeah. And like for a person that wrestles like Darby also injury prone, but it hasn't really taken him out of action very often. No, I mean, not honestly for how crazy Darby wrestles. He's not even really injury prone. He's hasn't, he's never had that long where he's out. Right. And I, but Starks has a lot of other people there have just overdoing some psychologically like baseless things and it doesn't make a ton of sense i i don't know i mean again i'm with you good wrestling that's all i care about hopefully that's what everybody else is trying to make happen at some point in time it just doesn't seem on the immediate horizon the same way that it did i i hate to say pre-covid but i will 
I will say, based on AEW's track record since the new year, every TV match has been fucking fantastic wrestling. Whether the storylines are hitting or not, like, it's been great in-ring work. Oh, fuck, in-ring work every goddamn week for, like, the past three weeks. So, they hopefully they really continue that trajectory. Hopefully, WWE can continue on the Triple H route and not veer off of that Vinnie Mac shit. Hopefully, wrestling stays good because I'm looking forward to everything that's coming up. Impact had some cool shit on Hard to Kill recently. Like, wrestling is still on the up and up, and I just hope it continues that way. I do, too. Uh, I, and I hope that there are certain companies like MLW, Impact, GCW, companies like that that get a little bit more shine. We're seeing, like, some of the indies that we've touted and like a whole lot are doing really good work. I mean, uh, KOBK just put on a show in Nashville the other night, and I unfortunately wasn't there, but apparently it was great. And New South and GCW are doing some things. I mean, I think there are positive things on the horizon. It just comes down to are they the big companies that are easy to find? Or do we just have to suffer through a whole bunch of bullshit when it comes to just watching terrestrial cable television? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think anything can be bad as like 2011 WWE, and at least we have an alternative with AEW to watch if. Or vice versa, we can flip back and forth. There's at least more options readily available at this point. So if something pisses you off, you can easily get on whatever app, YouTube, whatever you can and find something else to watch. That is very true. And I mean, and I think that's a glorious thing. It's pretty cool. But I'm also hoping that like, you know, WrestleMania is such a tentpole. And yeah. it's hard to believe that they're – I. I can also, though, I, I can say that I didn't think WrestleMania last year was going to be any good, and it was a fucking joy to watch. Yeah, it was great. I will say, ever since they started doing two nights, it kind of, I don't know, lessens all the matches because it's two nights, and it's kind of just spread out too much. Yeah. Then get back to one night and the prestige of WrestleMania and the excitement. Maybe you'll go in the good direction, but I guess we're just going to see what happens. This may be the last, like, real good, true WrestleMania we get for a while until all this sale shit happens. I don't believe that that's the case. I could see how it happened, but I don't believe that's the case. I believe that they're going to continue to move forward, and they're going to turn this into a positive somehow. It's well, just difficult to fucking see from what is going on at the moment. Let's, uh, let, let's think positive thoughts and hope that wrestling you know, stays in the right direction for us for the next – you know, the foreseeable future. But I think we're going to go ahead and kind of wind this motherfucker down. It's about that time. And uh, do you got any, uh, you got any big final thoughts or anything on like what's going on recently? Like anything you want to kind of finish off with? I mean, outside of encouraging everybody to donate to the Briscoe family where you can, uh, Royal Rumble might actually be my favorite pay-per-view the WWE does every year only because of just how it occurs, the nature of the match, the timing, all that fun stuff. So, I mean, here's hoping that we do see a lot of positive surprises and a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I know I, for one, I want to see Zack Ryder come out. You know, like, I, I hope we get a good surprise filled, good old classic Royal Rumble. We haven't actually had a really good Rumble in a few years. Like they've been like, eh, OK, like lackluster. So. Yeah. Hopefully we get some big pops, some big surprises, some big returns, and hopefully this Vince McMahon shit doesn't derail the momentum that they've already gained. Which would be great, and uh, and I, I agree. I hope that it doesn't. I just and I think that's entirely possible as well. I mean, for fuck's sake, like what happens if 
Maybe Vince isn't number 30. Maybe Shane is. Possibilities are fucking endless at this point, but hey, maybe we get a maybe we get Mercedes Monet herself, not Sasha Banks, in the women's rumble. You Again. never know what could happen. Again, I think that's possible. But fuck. Alright then. So uh Jesse, let, let everybody know where they can find you at. Oh man, it's just Jesse Baker Nash on Twitter, Jesse Baker Nash on Instagram, regular ass Jesse Baker over on Facebook, and then you can always find the podcast on kfabe.com through most social media platforms kfabe.com pod on tiktok and yeah just please keep giving us likes and shares and listening to us talk shit that's right you can find your boy wex at wex breaking the loss and on all of your social media platforms y'all know the real one from the one that got banned at this point and like you said kfabe comparisons kfabe.com kfabe.com pod on all of your tiktoks and youtubes and instagrams and Keep up, keep, keep up the zone there, because eventually, you know, this podcast is ending around WrestleMania, but we're going to have some new shit, so just keep up with us. The feeds are going to change, but it's going to be some more wrestling shit popping off, so stay tuned. Gosh darn right. All right, well, it looks like that's going to do it for us tonight, so uh, K-Fabe Comparisons, we're out. Peace. Oops.